up y'all and welcome to another episode of worldly church girl it's your girl your host lillian harshaw on today's show i'm interviewing a father a doctor a health performance coach and the host of the rise up radio podcast this man wears many hats so it gives me great privilege to introduce to you to what people know him better as dr al um i don't even know where to begin with you because you have a lot going on you do (laughs) quite a bit so let's just start with your um your medical practice and your technique what led you to be a chiropractor and um, a health and performance coach well first of all i want to say thank you i I don't think anyone's ever said i've got it all going on (laughs) first (laughs) maybe didn't quite but i I, that's what i heard i got it all going on i will take that when i was younger my i really wasn't into chiropractic i'm a doctor chiropractic and um my whole family went to a chiropractor and so which was really different back then so even my grandpa went to a chiropractor and so i basically you know after graduating high school i you know i wanted to figure out a way where i could help people and my stepmom and my mother kind of turned me on to you know maybe checking out chiropractic and so i worked for a chiropractor for a while i did like the front desk and um, a bunch of therapies and you know i really loved being with the patients and you know they were so great and i just thought god it'd be it'd be wonderful to actually be the the doctor you know the person who at that time i felt was really helping these people out because you you see them walk in and oftentimes they're they're really cranky and you know they're in pain so they're not really they're kind of a shell of who they are and then all of a sudden you see this person kind of transform and after a while, you know, they're coming in, they're giving you high fives, they're smiling, they're hugging you, and they associate that change with you. And um, so that's kind of what I was looking for. And that was a, a route that I could find that, you know, just kind of find that ability to to help other people. Okay. And how long have you been in the field? Ooh, so it's been over 15 years. And so I've, I calculated it the other couple months ago and I've had over a thousand a hundred thousand patient visits and twenty five thousand patient hours which is makes me feel old I was gonna say and you don't even look old enough to even say (laughs) 15 years and thousands and thousands of people and no you don't even look old enough for that yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I got it going on. So yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I came up with those numbers. I'm like, oh my god, what the heck? What you're a crazy person? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so um, with that, is that how you began um, your manifestation program? Is that how that began? You know, it's it's funny because I got a lot of the inspiration from that. So, um, you know, I've worked with pro athletes and, you know, Olympic medalists and like high end CEOs and entrepreneurs. And 
you know, stay at home moms and like thousands of other people. And so, you know, I've worked with some of the people who were literally the, like the top person in the world in whatever niche in, you know, life or business um, they were in. And I've worked with those who really weren't doing anything in life, you know, and so I noticed patterns. You can't help but notice patterns after a while. And that actually helped kind of lead to the creation of the manifestation equation. And so like that's a, it's a deep dive into a scientific and kind of spiritual approach to, to finding your God given purpose and really translating that into your reality. And, um, you know, I started coaching probably about 10, 10 years ago. And this is back when like coaching definitely wasn't cool. Um, mm. You couldn't find coaches on the internet. And it got to a point where the coaching business was overtaking the chiropractic business. And it literally freaked me out. I was like, what the heck is going on? Right. You know? it, it was scary. And what ended up happening was I kind of went away from the coaching for a little bit. Because I was like, I don't know how to sustain this. You know, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing really. There, there's no guidance. Mm-hmm. This is kind of happening, and so um, I ended up taking kind of a couple years off, and then I got back into it. Um, and now I'm kind of, kind of doing, you know, a little part time chiropractic. I was able to sell my practice and kind of do a part time thing, and then really get into the coaching because chiropractic is really cool because you can you physically see people transform you know like Mm -hmm. kind of what i said before but with the with the coaching with the like you know my mission is to be in a constant state of self-improvement and i want to help whoever wants to join me and so i get to see people transform on not only the physical but you know the mental and the relational and and spiritual and you know, just developmental aspects of their life. And that's where this kind of stems from. It, it's a lot of, you know, what I found out in working with people and, and um, you know, treating them for so long. And like I said, I was able to find patterns. And now I've kind of used those patterns and, and I've been able to help people kind of manifest where they want to be and, and learn how to do that. Now, how did your clients react when you presented them with this new approach to health, this new spiritual approach? Uh, with the spiritual, you know, I haven't gotten any blowback because when I was just doing chiropractic, my one of my mottos was do not talk politics and do not talk religion to yes. patients, right. you know, because that's just it's never going to lead to anything good, you know, especially now with politics, you know, if you say one thing, it's all hell breaks loose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I've kind of been able to, you know, I still don't really talk politics at all, but, um, you know, as far as my faith and, you know, I, I typically lead with, I'm a child of God, you know, I haven't really received any, at least yet, like any anything negative from that. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you really, if you, if you create anything, like if you create a group, you typically will, 
will have people who are kind of like-minded. And that's what you really want, you know, because um, they're the people who really build you up and, and um, kind of inspire you. And with that, you know, it just kind of builds the enthusiasm inside of you to kind of build whatever it is that you're trying to build, whether it be um, a running group or like an athletic group or, you know, maybe a self-improvement group. Um, I've always found that the people who kind of join are really, um, how do I, how would I say it? Yeah, just, they're just positive. And so that's kind of what I've, what I've found. I'd say like, you know, maybe 10% could be negative and you probably find that in any type of group where 10% will kind of go against what you're doing or, you know, kind of go against you or kind of be a negative aspect. But I mean, the, the majority, the vast majority has been extremely positive. When you said there was a, um, a pattern that you see in most common people or in everyday people, what two things would you say you see the most in most of us? Uh, boy, there's quite a few. Let me see if I can get the top two. I would say gratitude would be a, a, a major component. Um, because when you have, I mean, when, when you're thankful for things, you just have more to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And, um, when you, when you are achieving what you love, you tend to be more grateful for that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would say gratitude would be a big thing. Um, I would probably put self-love up there as mm-hmm. well, you know, cause they really, you know, it's the same thing when you're, when you're growing and you're, and you're leading in something that you love and you're contributing and you feel more comp, you know, confident that self-love goes up. You know, I was just thinking that when we were growing up, we were taught, you know, to always put others first. And which is great, which is good, but you end up forgetting about yourself. Right. And you end up hurting yourself because you're putting everybody else's first. Yeah. What yeah, with I, that, you know, one yeah. of the most powerful things that I learned, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's hard to do still, is one, to say no. Yes. You know, just to tell people no, because if you're doing things that aren't aligned with what you want to do, like with what your purpose is, you're going to, it's just going to lead to frustration. You know, you're going to be banging your head against the wall. You're going to have less energy. You know, obviously you're going to have less fulfillment. And that's why one of the biggest things that I've found is that, uh, you know, you have to find your purpose or what I call your truth Mm -hmm. and everything kind of like stems from that. And once you find that you have to start making decisions that are based on that truth. And it's going to be different for everyone else. You know, every single person's going to have a different truth, but the trick is if you don't find your truth, someone else has their truth and they're going to push you down their path. Yes. And that's where the no comes in, you know? Yes. 
Yes. And so, you know, that's the, that's the, like I said, it's, that's like the trick is you got to find that for yourself, not for someone else mm-hmm. and then start making decisions based on that. And then that's when eventually you get, you know, the confidence and you get energy and you get that gratitude and that self-love. Yes. So just learn how to say no to protect yourself, not because you're being mean or hateful, just protecting you, protecting you. Because if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's liberating. You know, it's one of those things. It's it's like a muscle. Like once you do it a couple of times and it's funny because, um, at the clinic that I do work at, whenever someone comes up to me, you know, and I can tell that they have a question about a patient or a file or something like that, I just immediately say no. Yeah. As a, you know, I just joke around like they need some help. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I do my kids like that all the time. <laughs> hey, mom, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't have any money. Go no. away. You're right. You don't even know what I'm going to ask. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a no. <laughs> right. <laughs> So if you wasn't doing this, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Ooh, I, if I wasn't doing like the coaching or the chiropractic or us all talking. Of all of it. Well, not us, but the chiropractor. If I wasn't, gosh, if I wasn't doing that. Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Um, boy, I, I would probably just be <laughs> like working out and reading all day. Like that would be, that would be, you know, the ultimate for me would be to wake up and be like, okay, what am I going to do today? Okay. I'm going to work out and I'm going to read and I'm going to learn something. I'm going to figure out how to do something. And then I'm going to figure out a way to teach people how to do what I'm doing. But I guess you could kind of say that's what I do with coaching. So that's kind of hard. No, not really. I mean, if you're okay, yes and no, but not really. (laughs) 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 So your plate is like super full, like I already said earlier. And you ran the Ironman race. You did uh, the OCR world champion and won multiple awards. Which one of those things would you say was the hardest one for you to accomplish? Oh, uh, out of those physical things, I would yes. say probably, you know, my toughest race um, when I, so when I did Ironman, so Ironman is basically a 2.4 mile swim, which I suck at swimming, <laughs> and a 112 mile bike ride, which at the time I had like this Schwinn bike. It was like pretty comical. Wow. Um, pretty bad, like a junky bike. Mm-hmm. And then a 26.2 mile run, which was like the only thing I was kind of decent at. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trick to when I did it, like I didn't race it. It was just more to kind of complete it. Okay. Um, when I did it, I, I trained for a couple of weeks. Most people train for six months to about a year to do this race. And, you know, I just kind of had the ticket 
was placed in my lap uh, a few weeks before the event. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to try it. And, you know, my goals in doing that race was one to not die. Okay. Like, that's don't, a good goal. Don't <laughs> die. And then number two was do not poop my pants on the course. Another good goal. <laughs> Anything else. And I was fine. Like whatever else happened was totally perfect. So when you, when you do it, you don't try. Like, that's the hard part. Like, don't try. Don't go fast because the second you get tired, like, you wear yourself out, you're done okay. because it's just relentless. You you don't have time to regroup. And so when I finished the race, I actually felt pretty good. You know, I felt pretty decent. I, I was shocked. I was like, yeah, I feel fine. I just had, like, some pizza and hung out with my family. Wow. And then... um the first time I ever did an OCR race, which is, it was about four miles um, through like hills and whatnot. And there's probably about 20 different obstacles. And uh, the first mile was just jumping over like these little mini walls. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I looked at my watch and I was 0.96 miles in and I was like, I'm done. Like I have done, every, like I, I have no energy and now I got to go figure out how to climb ropes and do all this, like the crazy obstacles. Right. And when I finished that race, which took about almost an hour, I was completely dead. Like I was shaking. I had blood all over the place. I don't, I didn't even know what I was bleeding from. It was so cold. I literally grabbed a protein, like they gave you a protein drink, protein bar and a banana. Uh -huh. And I sat in, they had like, I don't know if you call it like a double wide um, porta potty, mm -hmm. but it was like the huge porta potty. And I sat in there for a half hour and just regrouped sitting wow. in the porta potty. <laughs> so, wow. I was sitting like, on the throne of grace, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the throne of grace. There I was. King. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was, I've never felt like that after a race. It was crazy. And that's when I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start training for this. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helped me as far as, you know, really getting a goal and like wanting to, to do well. And then it was the next race that I actually qualified for at the world championships. That was the toughest one. Like that, okay. that's one that really sticks out. Yeah, because you didn't give a real good visual. <laughs> you didn't make me feel like, oh, this sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> like but, you, but you did it, and you've done it again. Yes, yes, I've done it a couple more times. And, uh, you know, it, 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 when I look back, like, it was pretty cool because when I did that race, I – had never done a race like that before. Um, I was at the starting line with a bunch of people. Like I, I had no friends with me. They were all going to meet me after because they were racing later. Okay. So I had like one of the very first starting times. So I was like sitting there by myself at the starting line. And how they do it is like they just do a bunch of yelling before the race. And it's all these guys with their shirts off and they're all ripped and Mm -hmm. They're all like, you know, chiseled. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, 
oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> what the heck is gonna happen to me out here? You know, and especially oh if you don't know what schools are or anything like that. Uh, it, you know, I, I was pretty pretty happy that I got through it. Jeez, to say the least, and alive. Yeah, exactly. I was still alive. I was vertical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was still vertical. That's nuts. Well, you're a good one. My brother asked me uh, last week, did I want to do a, a race with him? I was like, absolutely not. But I will be there to cheer you on. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the best part. Like now, like especially like after you've done a race, like like even that day um, when I complete the race and I'm done, that's the best part is like watching people. And it's kind of funny because it's like, because you know that they're struggling and mm -hmm. you, know, you know where they're at because you can just see it in their faces. And it just makes you just sitting there watching so much more fun. Right. You're like, oh, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> right. I've done. Suck. Yeah. Just suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, if you have like a beer garden, so you have a beer, you're just like, oh, right. sucks to be that. <laughs> so <laughs> another fun fact about you, you're in a heavy metal band. Yeah. Yeah. That just kind of. One of the guys from uh, the clinic that I'm working at now, um, we kind of got along right away because we were both into heavy metal. Mm -hmm. And I used to play guitar a long time ago, like this is back in high school. Mm -hmm. And so I quit because when I went to college, like, of course, you know, no one listens to heavy metal, like, a, you know, and no one wants to listen to some dude play his guitar playing heavy metal. Right. So I kind of quit playing in college, you know, because it just, girls weren't into that for sure. So I was like, well, see you later, guitar. Right. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, fast forward, and my buddy here, he used to have a band, and they hadn't played in like seven years, and they were talking about getting back together, but they are looking for a bass player. And I was like, well, I used to play guitar. I could probably play bass. And so we just kind of got together and started jamming, and, and uh, it went really well. And so we actually have an EP coming out. We've got about eight songs. Nice. And so I, I literally started playing about one year ago from today. And nice. so, yeah, so now we're just kind of waiting on um, the, the artwork, I guess, which I didn't realize was such an important piece. Right. <laughs> I'm like, come on, fellas, we're ready. Right, so, dude, let's uh, do this. Yeah, so what's the name so of the band? Kept Alive. So you can find it at, at Kept Alive Band on Instagram and Facebook and nice. all that. Nice. It's it's like legit heavy metal, so just to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up, huh? Yeah, yeah it's funny because like, my friends listen to it, and they're like, oh, my God, like you guys sound like a real band. <laughs> you go, thank you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you trying to accomplish? Okay. <laughs> Friends are the best and the worst. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, they're funny. Oh but they god. all come to like the shows and stuff, so it's really cool. That's awesome. So do they like heavy metal or they just are they growing to like it since they're coming growing. To like yeah, they don't like it but they appreciate it. Okay. You know, especially when you go and that's the thing is like when you go to a live show mm -hmm. and watch them play, like if you watch a good heavy metal band play and you're watching them, you're like Wow, like you can see that they're talented. Yeah. 
you're just like it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like if, you just, if you can get past the music, <laughs> you just get you past what you're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> just like see them doing their thing. It's it's pretty cool. Like well, when you see a drummer who's just who's on, it's it's pretty awesome. Cool. Now, on t- again, on top of everything else that you do, you mentioned that you have a podcast. Yes, the Rise what? Radio Podcast. Okay, now how did that get started? So that's been going for about two years. So maybe three years ago, uh, I started listening to podcasts myself. You know, I just kind of got into it and I really used it in my training, which was kind of funny because I got to a point where I realized that with my running, I wanted to do like short runs, which is, you know, like three miles every day, um, not fast. Mm-hmm. And so if I listen to heavy metal while I run, I just naturally start running faster. So, you know, I started hearing about podcasts. I'm like, you know what? I could put some like positive, just some positive words in my head while I run. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that and it made the runs a lot quicker. You know, like the time went by a lot faster. And, um, you know, in 2018, I had a couple goals. And one of those goals was to meet people who would inspire me, you know, and kind of push me mm-hmm. to different things. And I thought to myself, you know what? A podcast would be a perfect way to do that. And so I really kind of started the podcast for like kind of selfish reasons, you know? And uh, so I did that. And, you know, the whole the point of the podcast is to to meet people who have inspiring stories or have inspiring messages uh, to kind of help lift myself and to, to lift up the listeners into thinking, you know, I can do this too. You know, I might be at this place now or maybe all of a sudden I just kind of woke up and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, where, what the heck happened to me? Right. Or, you know, where the hell am I? You know? And to realize that, okay, we got to get back, get back on the horse and, you know, get going. And so, you know, I wanted to fill, um, I guess, fill the air, I guess you could say, um, with stories about people who have done that or, you know, techniques of of things that that can help you to get past certain things in your life. And so, yeah, it's been two years. It's, it's been awesome. I've met awesome people and i'm sure you you feel the same way it introduced me to people that i would have never gotten contact right with. right and that's the beauty of it because i would i would have never gotten contact with you yeah right, for right. example and and like you said you learn so much from all these different walks of life and then at the same time find out you both have a common ground yeah yeah and it, for some people you know if they're stuck and they hear the story and they're like, oh, my God, that person had it 10 times worse than I did. Why am I just standing here? Like, yeah, person can do it. I can do it. Yeah. You realize your life is not that bad. It's very inspiring. Yes, it is. Now, what advice would you give someone who feels physically and emotionally just drained? I would say... Probably the number one thing 
would be to find find their truth. That's probably by far the best thing. And so to kind of explain that, um, you know, most people, especially with my coaching, you know, they'll ask me, you know, what's my purpose? You know, one of the top questions I get is what's my purpose or, you know, what should my purpose be or how do I find my purpose? And, you know, I, I, I always have to tell them that one, I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But what I do know is that, you know, your purpose is already inside of you and you're already living your life's purpose. And to some people, that's great news. To the rest, that's horrible news. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst thing. But right. hopefully that's the kick in the butt that that person needs. You know, mm -hmm. to start living their own life. And so, you know, the best way to kind of explain that is that God has put inside each of us a special uh, genius, a special skill set, a special set of interests and values and, and a special purpose. And that's what I call your truth. And, you know, people also want to know what is truth, like what what does that mean? And that's actually, it's a very biblical question. And to answer that, truth is, it's a self-expression of God that's inside of you. Your true purpose in life is an honest expression of that truth. And so when you're living in line with your truth and not someone else's, that's when you're enlightened and the enlightened part just bursts out of you. And so, you know, that being said, you know, there's a, an angelic part in all of us. In some of us, we may have to look a little bit deeper, but it's there somewhere. And so an angel is a messenger of light. And when you're using your God-given purpose, you know, values, talents, skills, you know, your truth, that's when you're enlightened. And when you've tapped into that angelic part of you, you light up and it shines on the world. And so, you know, with my clients, I, I've seen so many times when they start to finally assess themselves and they allow themselves to be themselves. And then when they are themselves, they finally love themselves. And that's what truth really is. It's love. And it's when you have the ability to find that love inside of you and you can share it with the world. Like when you figure this out, what is your truth? It's a powerful state to be in. And when you fill your days with things that are in line with your truth, you're inspired and you're energized. And, you know, that's when your light shines the brightest and your, your life grows and, you know, your self-worth and achievements and your your leadership grows, your gratitude, self-love, and all these things start to come together. And everybody has that inside of them. And, you know, you have it inside of you. Like, all you have to do is take the time to look for it. And everyone has their unique set of truths. And we kind of went over this before. It's like like a fingerprint or a snowflake. It's It's unique to them. And so 
I kind of brought this up before where to give an example, in my case, I love self-improvement. You know, I love to learn. I love helping others and I love teaching others. So I can't wait to learn like new ideas or concepts and try to figure out ways to actually apply it in my life because knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. And I try to apply that, what I've learned. And then I try to figure out ways to share what I've learned to other people so they can apply what they've learned into their lives. So when I wake up in the morning, I automatically think about, you know, what can I do to improve myself? And I'm excited. Like, what can I do for my workout? What can I read? Uh, what can I listen to? You know, who can I help and, and how can I help them? It's like, it's like a daily mission and it's mm -hmm. what I'm excited about. And so I don't have to be told to do this. Like, I don't have to be asked. I just do. You know, and at times it can be very scary trying to figure this out, but, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things you just do. And so, you know, some of the ways you can kind of determine, you know, what your truth is, is, is to ask questions and, you know, like, what do you like to talk about? Um, what do you spend your time on? What do you spend your money on? You know, these are all questions that will help determine what your truth is. Mm -hmm. So I think really that's probably, you know, especially for people who are struggling, that is by far the, the number one thing that you can do because then you can, you can in turn put that into your work. You know, you can put that into different relationships. You can take that knowledge that you learn about yourself and apply it into different areas of your life and associate, you know, maybe, maybe you don't like your job. You know, well, can you associate your job with that truth? And if mm -hmm. you can do that, all of a sudden you start to enjoy your job. You know, it's like a different mindset. The short of this would be find your truth. That's the short answer. I like the long answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just okay, sitting here. Um, <laughs> no, I like the long answer. Two hour version. No, it was, no it was awesome. <laughs> Because I was sitting here thinking, I was like, this is probably the reason why a lot of us have a better second act, if you will, because that's when we realize who we are and unapologetic about who we are. And then we are able to find our, our purpose in life. Because, you know, when you're younger, you have a tendency to just be all over the place and you really don't know where you are, what you're doing or and what you're doing it with. You're just doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're just everywhere and then the older you get you realize oh my god what the heck was i thinking uh, and that second act it's like okay now i know who i am now i love myself and now i know what i would like to do for others right and it's a beautiful feeling yeah and that's where you know you start feeling better about yourself it's like you have energy it's just like this infinite amount of energy can come from that. Now, what advice do you give yourself when you feel like throwing in the towel and give it up? Ooh, what advice do I give myself? 
typically one of the things that I always tell myself is, and it's kind of funny, I just made a post about this the other day, is whatever happens, I shouldn't say whatever happens, but in this thing that I'm going through, like, I'm not going to die. Just take a deep breath. Think about things that you're going to do. You know, take a look at whatever whatever situation you're in. When you start to think about that situation and you kind of detach yourself from that situation, you get what's called objectivity. And you can take any situation and when you detach yourself and you utilize a different part of your brain, like the big part of your brain, you're able to to take a situation and you can extract the good and the bad from it. And so if you can just concentrate and really focus on the good and look around, like I said, take a deep breath, look around, make a plan, and then take action. That's kind of like a few different things that I tell myself all wrapped up in one answer, but uh, usually it leads off with, I'm not going to die. Like, this is not going to kill me. Right. Well, they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And sometimes I have to look, okay, well, in three months, this, you know, I'll be past this. I don't know where I'll be or, you know, what the situation will be, but I'll be past it. Very true. Well, I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. This is great. This was awesome. So how can people find you? My website is dr-al.net. I'm probably most active on Instagram, maybe Facebook, a little bit on LinkedIn. And at all those, I'm dr-al.health. And then you can also find me the Rise Up Radio podcast, and that's on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all the all the normal ones, I guess. Now, I have one last question for you. Are you ready? Ready. Have you listened to any of my shows? I have not. Oh! That oh, will change. <laughs> Actually, my plan is I'm going to subscribe to it. And then I will listen to it and then I'm going to rate it and review it. Oh, thank you. I shall do the same for you as I pointed fingers at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, well, like I said, that's what, that's what I do during my runs is I love listening to podcasts. So I'm definitely yeah. going to check it out and subscribe to it. Yeah, I'm a podcast and audible chick. Love right. them. Love them. I was going to say me too, but. Yeah. Me too. Here's your last question. If you could have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Ooh, if I could have any song be my theme song. Oh my gosh. You know, I just had the answer to this and it's going to kill me because you put me on the spot and I won't be able to think of this specific <laughs> song. <laughs> um, okay, so I will just go. Oh, man. See, the thing is, 
Like, I'll go with this song by Slipknot. It's called Sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm only putting that in because when I was in chiropractic school, we had a, every class had a softball team. And so I just happened to be on the softball team where we just mashed and crushed. And so we all had our own theme song, like walking up. You know how they do that in baseball? Like yeah. each play. So we had our own song, like. That's how good we, how awesome we thought we were. So we all had our song, and Slipknot Sick was my song. Okay. For no other reason that the I like the beginning. How's it go? Um, well, it's not the words; it's the music. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. it's like, what's it's like, the words? Yeah. What's the like, lyrics? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, you know, maybe it wouldn't be my theme song with the words as much, but the music, for sure. You can do the instrumental when you walk in. Because that's what gets me pumped up. See? It, which is ironic that you're in the health biz and your theme song is sick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, funny enough, so we've, going back to Kept Alive, the, the band, we've done a few shows, and at the end of a couple of our shows, which typically doesn't happen with any of the shows that, like the local shows anyways, is we've had people say like they'll just start yelling one more song and it's not our friends like one more song one more song and the last one i was like nope we're done <laughs> you know <laughs> we're getting off stage like it was just a complete mess like all this stuff happened which like it was just hilarious like the lead singer was bleeding he accidentally hit his head on the drum and like it was just a complete mess and then uh we're like well maybe we should have one song where we do a cover and we just have that backup where if people start yelling one more song, like that's right. our song. So some people might kind of know it, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And that was the song. We're still trying to figure out which song we're going to do, but that was the song that I recommended Suggested. was, yeah. Well, they should listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Al, for everything. Julian. Oh, you were awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, obviously staying connected and and uh, you know collaborating again. Definitely, absolutely. Hello. That is like on the to do list for sure. Right. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be chatting soon. Then we sure will. Thank you, Dr. Al, for being on my show. I greatly appreciate that you squeezed me into your busy schedule. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we could do with that thing. And guess what? You haven't subscribed yet. I don't know what you're waiting for. Hit that subscribe button. That way you will never miss another show. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl. <laughs>